Hi everyone, my name is Chris Chana and welcome to the Carepreneur Show. I'm the founder of Chelsea Place Senior Care and today I have a very special guest, uh, Catherine Chowkey from uh, Senior Care Coordination and Advocacy. She is the pre president, founder, owner, all the above. Uh, Catherine actually has a master's degree from mental health counseling from Nova Southeastern University. She's completed advanced clinical training in the doctoral program and has an emphasis or the doctoral program with an emphasis on geriatrics and gerontology, health psychology and behavioral medicine. And uh, I met Catherine uh, through the Life Law Firm originally, uh, man, what was that, three, four, five years ago now? I, I, I forget. Seven. Seven? Seven. Oh my gosh. Wow. But, uh, <laughs> but what I loved is like you've always been so passionate about senior care, about just you know helping families, helping seniors themselves. You've always had such a passion. Um, and it's so cool to see you now transition and you know, have your own business um, and, and pursue your, you know, your dream and your, you know, just the, uh, all, the, all the things that you do for people, being able to pursue that on a daily basis and make a difference in people's lives. So just you know, super excited to have you on and, and learn and kind of just you know, explore your journey and share your journey with others. So Catherine, I guess, you know, where did this all begin? Where did this, where did this fire uh, that you have for this industry, where did it start? Uh, tell us a little about your story. Well, Chris, first of all, thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm thrilled to be here with you. Hello, everyone. Um, <laughs> yes, we met seven years ago when I was the client care advocate with Life Planning Law Firm, which is an elder law firm, as you know. Um, I worked very closely with seniors and their family members when it came to selecting the most appropriate assisted living, memory care, skilled nursing, and I served as an advocate from them. Um, I worked with them and I was their advocate and I stayed with them throughout the entire transition, whatever we were doing at the time, whether it was placement or bringing in home health services. And um, I stayed with them from start to finish. And this was one of the biggest value that uh, my family's done to this day I bring to the table, okay? Right. Um, I continue to do the same services and I continue to provide the same services now as I did before when I was uh, at the law firm, uh, which is care coordination, crisis intervention, placement, and um, basically advocacy. So nothing has changed. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, is there what, like what like made you so passionate about this? You know, just thinking about like you actually um, you like 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 you know ending up at life law firm. I mean, in doing you know being the uh, the, the client care advocate for. Uh, for life law firm, like what, like what was like leading up to that passion though? I mean, like, you know, just, you know, what, what in your past, uh, was it through school that you found that passion? Um, was it through any other experiences that you had that like really like drove that passion that you have for it? It was a combination of factors. Um, my undergraduate is in marketing. So uh, I worked in the senior housing industry as a sales and marketing director. I also worked in the home health industry. Um, I helped with uh, transitioning my parents to facilities uh, and, and being an only child. I wish I had a captain uh, helping me navigate the maze. Wow. Uh, so that was a big part of it, that I actually walked in my client's shoes. So when I tell my family members, I know how difficult this journey is. I know how, how overwhelming this process is for you. Uh, I'm not just, uh, this isn't just lip service, but I can actually empathize and sympathize with where they are because I have been there. I have walked in their shoes. So that was a big catalyst in, 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 in my 
uh, evolving into this into this nat natural next phase, if you will. I continue to do now what I did before. Sure. Um, so and 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 then after I have uh, um, worked in the field of sales and marketing for a number of years, and I pursued uh, graduate studies, I continue to work with the geriatric client population as a clinician. Um, so I understand dementia because I worked in that sector for many, many years. I worked for uh, private psychiatric hospitals in another state. So again, uh, I already have the, the, the knowledge base, some of the knowledge base, if you will. I have the, 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 the foundation um, of, of, of dementia. So I can talk intelligently with family members about what they can expect down the road with regard to their, to their loved one's uh, condition, if you will. Um, and the necessary services that uh, we will have to be, you know, bringing in and uh, implementing to make sure that the loved ones are safe and well cared for. So I am, I am basically utilizing all of my past skills, skill sets, educational experience, professional experience, and personal story to um, basically put it all together, which allows me to do what I do naturally. Sure. When when you were helping your parents out, like was that like, was that the, like did you see it from a different perspective during that time? Like I know you worked yes, on I the did. sales and marketing side, but like, did it did um, did like, like was it one of those things where when you actually were helping your own parents, like did did that experience was it different than what you would ever experienced on on the other end where you were helping other people or or did oh absolutely okay yeah a absolutely absolutely. Um, even though I had the theoretical knowledge, it was, it was very, very different, you know, um, I was a little too close to the situation to, to be objective in many instances. So, um, you know what they say, maintain objectivity, you know, right, uh, that's right. very, very important. And, 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 and it was very, very difficult and it was very stressful and I didn't have anyone to help me navigate. So there were a lot of, a lot of things pertaining to rules and regs and guidelines and policies and laws that I did not have the knowledge uh, to absorb. And therefore it was, it was pretty foreign to me at the time, you know? So it was, it was, it was very different from, from, from how I would handle it now. And I did sure. make some mistakes along the way. Um, and I didn't have really anybody. I'm an only child. I didn't have some siblings. I had my friends, but I didn't have a whole lot of people to bounce ideas off of. So all I could do was just, just hope and pray that I'm making the right decision at all times. And, uh, and, and the, the rest will just take care of itself. So I didn't have the luxury to second guess myself because I, I have to make sure that whatever decisions I made were um, in the best interest of my, of my mom and dad at the time. And, and, sure. and it worked out well, it worked out well. I mean, I, I think that, it's such an important piece of the puzzle, like when you can actually have walked through that experience, you know, yourself. Um, so when you're talking with families, like you really do, you know, can come from that, like that, that true understanding of, of knowing what they're going through. Um, yes. So I, yes. I can imagine, you know, that, that, that adds so much value. Because uh, I, I know when I like got into this field, um, I, I didn't realize how complicated it was. <laughs> I was like, yes. Uh, yes. I, all of a sudden I'm like, man, like, like skilled nursing facility, you know, Medicare Advantage plans, like, you know, Medicaid, like all these different terms and, you know, ALF, IL, memory care, like all this stuff. And you're just like, what is all this, you know? And like, yes. and how does it work and who pays for it? And, That's you right. know, and, 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 and it's so, it's so overwhelming. It's almost like, like 
you could like go through and actually get a degree in this um, or that's need right. one just to be able to like guide your parents through this process, you know? That's right. That's right. There's a lot to know. And, and, and nobody has, nobody knows everything. And I was very comfortable in, uh, in, in telling my families, uh, and I still am, I don't know what I don't know. So there are times when, when you couldn't possibly possess all the knowledge that's required to, you know, um, to perhaps educate your family uh, sure. members about that. So I, I learned something every single day with every experience, with every placement, with every engagement that I have with my families. I walk away with something, some, some additional knowledge that I did not have coming into the picture. Um, and I think that's what it's about. We never stop learning and every, every situation is unique and, 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 and very individualized. So I love the fact that I, I will continue to learn throughout this process for as long as I'm doing it. Yeah, absolutely. What, what, what do you think is like the hardest part for families? Like, like when they're going through this process, like, is there, is there, is there something that you've seen uh, where there's like a common theme? Cause I know you've worked with lots of different people, but is there a common theme with families? There is. You, you absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I would, I would, I would say that there are two major, major, um, uh, categories, if you will. One is the family, the caregiver's refusal to relinquish control. You know, that control is a, is a really, really big thing. And, and what I mean by caregiver is it's typically a spouse, right? It's typically a spouse or a child. Um, so that, that, when they re when I say that they refuse to relinquish control, what I mean is they want to be able to um, stay ahead of the the, the 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 journey at all times, and unfortunately, at some point, that's just not possible. Okay, right, right. so they ha we we have to we have to remove them from the picture, if if, if you will. Um, one quick example is uh, after we place mom into a nice memory care, um, the daughter is still. Uh, making all the all the meals and the snacks and bringing them in you know four times a day right. um because right. that's what she was doing for five years while she was living with mom at home right. you know right. so 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 that's what i mean by you know you need to just step back and let the experts take over so relinquish control that's one thing and the other thing unfortunately is the guilt factor the guilt factor um i have i have adult uh, children breaking down and, uh, and, and literally just, just sobbing on the phone to me or in person because they feel that they're forced to do this. And then I always listen to them with, with, with empathy, of course. Um, and then I will, I, will, I will tell them, you're not doing this to her. You're doing this for her. And I think it's all in the semantics. And I think the, the interpretation is very, very, uh, it's, it's, it's dynamic and it's very, it's powerful, you know? Sure. And they will look at me oftentimes and say, oh, I didn't think of it that way. Right. So, so you're not, you're not doing this because you want to get rid of your mom, uh, or you want to get your hands on your inheritance sooner than later. And, and I'm very direct with my families and they appreciate right. that. Yeah. They're not, they don't have me, they don't engage, uh, with me to sugarcoat things and tell them what I think they want to hear. Um, they, they want candor and they want very direct answers to questions. So they always tell me that they appreciate the fact that I'm so straight, straightforward and just forthcoming with information and, and, and not sugarcoated. Of course, I'm, I'm kind and gentle while I'm doing it, but at the right. same time, right. they know the good, bad, and the ugly. And oftentimes we do have some of those things that 
you know, uh, some people like to just shove under the rug because we don't like to talk about it. It's not glamorous. It's not, it's not appealing. But at the same time, I think that it's critical and you'll probably agree with that, you know? Yeah, so it has to be talked about. So these are the two areas, the, 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 the guilt and, 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 and everything that, and all the complicated yeah. emotions that follow exactly. And then the uh, control issue. These are the yeah. two that I would say yeah. are the biggest challenges for me in my experiences. Sure. I feel like the guilt thing is like, you know, I feel like that's also what uh, prevents people from making uh, decisions, you know, like earlier on, like meaning like the, because of guilt, it holds them back, yes. you know, from yes. asking for help, you know, yes. until they get to a point yes. where there's a crisis or they're just like, we can't do this anymore, you know? And, and, and you, you touched on something that uh, uh, I'd like to just, just comment on, if I may. Um, I always caution my families to not wait until the 11th hour. Let's don't wait for that, for that train wreck. Why do we have to do that? You know, um, it is, it is not easy to make very, very important life-altering decisions when you're in panic mode in a crisis situation. Why do we want to do that? You know, so let's start some pre-planning and let's look at the what-if scenarios. What are we going to do if this happens? What are we going to do if that happens? You know, and that way the family is prepared. Sure. And whatever happens, we already have a plan. You know, right. and and I think I think that helps. That helps. You know, absolutely. It is um. You know, I mean, like, you know, so this was something that you were doing while with Life Law Firm, a very similar, like, uh, role is, you know, helping people through this process. But, you know, what, what made you decide to make this big leap and uh, <laughs> go out on your own and, and, and uh, yeah, cause that's always a big step, right? It's like, yes, you know, it's it like, is. Uh, there's, there's, there's the support yes. system goes away and you're like, yes. you know, got to go out there yes. and make it happen on your own now. Like, it's like, yes. um, you know, what, what, what made you decide to do that, you know? Um, what, what, what is it that you, I guess, foresee as being your mission or, or your objective or your vision for what it is that you want to create going forward? Uh, right, I'd love to hear right. about like kind of your vision for this, this, this new, you know, this new project you're working on. Yes. Yes. Well, um, I, I have a little more flexibility now, uh, yeah. than I did before. And, and you sure. can appreciate this being the entrepreneur yourself, although <laughs> you have been doing this, uh, far longer than I have. Um, I've only been doing this a year and it's been exciting. So awesome. in about, I don't know, 15, 20 years, we'll compare notes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and I, I wanted, I wanted the flexibility and I wanted to do more than I was, I was, I was able to do, uh, for as long as I was an employee of a law firm. So there were a lot sure. of things that, that kept me away from what I'm doing now by, by virtue of the role that I, that I, that I held at the law firm. Um, and I wanted to do it my way. So I sure. still have a very, very, uh, great relationship with the attorney. Um, I'm his healthcare surrogate. So yeah. that bond will not break, you know, <laughs> that's awesome. That, that's a pretty big trust right there. You know, that, that's exactly right. It's a huge yeah. honor. It's an even bigger responsibility. And I, I tell him all the time that I hope I never get that phone call. But right. the reason that I'm the chosen one, as I call it, <laughs> I always tell him I'm the chosen one, um, <laughs> is as he he is still so very very pleased um by 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 how i do my job you know right. and and he's probably my biggest advocate and my biggest fan um he still refers his 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 care coordination cases to me and he will tell the clients that nobody will do what Catherine can do for you so awesome. i'm always in awe of the accolades and the positive feedback um but but i just wanted a little more flexibility um, I don't want to be 
are restricted to the eight to five Monday through Friday. Believe it or not, I enjoy working right. on the evenings. Holidays are my busiest time, so. Yeah. Right, <laughs> um, I can imagine. Yeah. And, 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 and I'm able to do things my way to where I don't have right. to worry about the Florida bar slapping my hand saying you, you can't do that because you're right. an employee of a law firm. So, yeah. um, so I, I, I tweak my role a little bit and uh, uh, breaking out on my own and having the independence and the freedom to do things my way has uh, just it. allowed me to, you know, always have a smile on my face, sort of like. Yeah. Everyone, what do they say? Like when you uh, <laughs> love what you do, it's not. A, it's like you never work a day in your life, you know. So. Um, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. That's very true. That's what it's all about, you know. It's like. I like, love it. I love what know. I do, and and uh, and it makes sense for me to be doing this because I enjoy it, and I'm never I'm never dreading that phone call from a client. And I told myself a long time. In fact, I told my my previous employer Kevin that if it ever gets to the that point where I I, I dread returning a client's phone call. That's when I need to stop and get into another line of work because then it's it's it's. I, I think when you lose the passion, and you're just going through the motions, you're doing it for all the wrong reasons, and that's not what I'm. That's not what I'm about. That's not what makes me tick, and that's not what I'm here for. Sure, absolutely. No, I I, I hear you. I, I um, that's that's so true. You know, I mean, because like like that's the one thing I you know. There's something that's very rewarding about helping out families or, you know, like, oh, yeah. um, you know, like walk through the process. I mean, I can't tell you how many times that I've spent like an hour on the phone with someone, uh, like knowing that they'll never use us or not need our services, but they just need a direction, um, you know, beyond what we had to share with them. And, and, I, and I just, I, you know, I love like how you, they come into that conversation, you know, maybe a little stressed out, frustrated confused, not knowing where to turn, and then, and, then, and then you can leave them in a place where they feel more confident in you know, who to talk to, where to go, what's the next step. Um, it's such a great feeling to be able to help people like that, you know? And they will be forever grateful. Yeah. What if I told you that I, I, I had very similar feelings um, when, I, when I left the law firm and started my business? Um, I'm thinking there were so many clients that that, uh, that came into my world and I educated them about some of the rules and regs and the policies and everything that you and I just talked about it being just so overwhelming because there's so much to know, okay? Right. Um, and it is very rewarding, like you said, to basically guide them, you know, because that's what you are, you're a shepherd, you're guiding them through this, this very, very complicated maze. Right. And then four or five years later, you will get a phone call. So before you say, even though you'll never be in a position to help them, you they might surprise yeah, that's, you. Yeah, that's I, true. Yeah, I am. I am getting phone calls now from clients who I'm, I'm embarrassed to admit, and, and but I do. I tell them, oh, forgive me, but I don't remember the specifics. And yeah. they will say, "Well, that's because we met in 2014." I'm looking at the back of your business card, and I had the date, July 2014. Mm. It is 2020. And the fact, and this is what I tell them, the fact that you've kept my business card for six years tells me that I must have said something or done something that, that you liked, that was a positive. And, 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 and here you are, you're coming back, whether it's, it's time to transition mom or, 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 or you want to pick up where we left off six years ago. I am so, it is such a privilege and so honored by the fact that you, you, you're back in my life six years later. So don't, yeah. don't be surprised if, if you start getting phone calls from clients that you honestly don't remember even talking with, but they remember you because they have your card. Wow. You know? that's, that's, yeah. that's so, I mean, so true though. I mean, I, I, we have had a few of those experiences and it's just like, wow, like, 
you know, they, they, someone, someone, you know, calls one time and they still had the brochure that we had, like, I mean, seven years ago with our dog Dallas on the back, who at the time in the picture, you know, he was, um, you know, he was still a puppy, you know, now he's like 10 years old, you know? I um, love it. I love and, it. And, and so like, like it was, it was cool because the lady's like, you know, do you still have the director of companionship? Cause that's what we call them. Oh, like, I love like, it. Uh -huh. whatever, but, uh, and, uh, and I was just like, I'm like, I'm like, where did you find that card? And she's like, I don't know. I, I had a brochure from one of those health fairs or whatever. I'm like, wow, like that is yes, like, yes. crazy. And remember know? my email to you after all these years, I right. used the business card that you gave me in 2013. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Business card, and, and, and you, did, you never got it because you no longer had that same email address. I know. Same principle. So there was something about you uh, that really impressed me, and here we are having an interview. So well, I, I, I really, I, I really appreciate your support. Very special about this. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Very, I, I, very special. You, you uh, the the support and your encouragement and your energy is is uh, very very exciting, and, and it's awesome to see. Um, you're so passionate too about everything that you're doing, you know, so uh, what, what do you think like, you know, because of COVID right now, you know, I feel like like yeah. um, the, the strain on families, you know, like what, like, the, you know, whether they are spending more time with mom and dad and are realizing things um, in their lives or whether mom and dad have declined because of COVID or have been affected by COVID, like how has this whole, you know, like pandemic affected the people that you're working with and the families you're working with and stuff? Oh, some of my clients are probably a little more optimistic about the future than I am at times. I'll be yeah. honest with you, you know. Um, but I think I think for the most part, we it, it strengthened our bond, the community, because we're all in this together. Nobody's right. immune. Nobody nobody gets a uh, get out of jail card, you know, when it comes to the uh, to the virus. And uh, and 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 what's the alternative? You know, you don't sure. want to spend your days complaining. All you can do is do what needs to be done. The mass, the social distancing and everything that has been just basically hammered into our heads, you know, since March, pretty much. Right. Right. No, nobody can say I didn't know what to do. Right. Have you met? Right. I mean, it, it just doesn't happen. Um, but I think that everyone is just uh, uh, hoping, hoping for the best prepared to, to, to make whatever necessary changes they have to make in order to get through this and come out on the other end alive. Have, have, have you noticed, like, like, has there been an increased calls or concerns about uh, people going into skilled nursing or, or assisted yes. living facilities? Like yes, people, yes. They're, they're standoffish yes. maybe? Yes, absolutely, or, absolutely. Or, or, or. I have several clients, several families who were ready to transition. We actually have communities picked out, memory care, assisted living, um, who were ready to do this in the spring, yeah. you know? Yeah. So in a couple of months, it'll be almost a year since we were ready to do it. Right. We have 1822s wow. yeah. and 3008s from six months ago because right. the family chose to not make the move right now. So yes, I have clients that I'm bringing in home health services for because mom and dad are still in the home and right. uh, and, and, and the family is not comfortable um, that they're not reassured that mom and dad will will stay safe if they transition them. Um, so uh, do, do I have an increase in phone calls and, and some of them are pretty uh, uh, panic stricken phone calls, if you will? Yes, yes. Yeah. And, 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 and I anticipate having more 
before everybody everyone has the vaccine and everyone's you know can have that sigh of relief and uh and just you know move on i don't think we're there yet so i think that uh, we need to we need to continue exercising caution um but yes a lot of my clients who were ready to make the make a decision with regard to the care have have suspended their plans and they're just basically in suspension right now nothing's happening because because the family is um is decided to wait and i keep in touch with them phone calls emails just checking in it's just wellness checks do you need anything can i do anything for you i stay in front of them to let them know that they have not been abandoned i'm still here i'm still working virtually you know um and i'm taking care of business even though i can't be there uh, sitting down face to face with them, I'm still, you know, able to take care of everything that they need taken care of. Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting, like with everything, you know, going on. Just you know, listening to family, because like, it was like um, I know we had talked to a family one time where, you know, like they, they were so fearful, like that, like if their loved one moved into our facility, like, they were gonna get like, like they. It was almost like, like to some in some ways, like the the impression that they had in their mind was that like the virus originates in skilled nursing facilities or yes. you know as I said, yes. and, I, and I hated that for them because like just meaning because like in some ways you know those environments can actually be um you know safer in a sense during a lockdown because there, there's so that's much right. there's less traffic than other things that people might be going to that's um, exactly right that's know, so exactly like, right and, and so it's like hard because like there's so many mindsets so many different people that feel certain ways and you know and and, and you got to respect them for their feelings but it's like it's like some people may not you know, be able to see past that maybe, maybe mom might actually be okay in that environment or, or, or you know, depending on, what, That's right. know, depending on where she's at or what, you know, if she's in it, that, you know, if she's in at home by herself, if she's at home, you know, with like the family, is the family out and about working and stuff like that, you know, it's just hard to, it's hard to know. I mean, um, what's safer, but I guess at the end of the day, like, I felt bad for her because she really felt so concerned that like it was originating from that environment. And I was That's trying right. to That's let her right. know, like, you know, it's not, we're, we're not, it's not coming, it's not like, it's not coming out of all of our vents and like, <laughs> it didn't originate in yeah. skilled nursing and then that's like right. go into the community. Like it just, it just. That's, that's it, exactly that, right. Um, yes, and my experience is the same as yours. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I feel that some of the skepticism uh, coming from families like the one you just described um, is a great opportunity for me to educate them, you exactly. know. Yep. just yep. like you said and i'm sure that you took the time to tell her that yeah yeah well, it was, it, it was just trying i was trying to like there. provide like you know a level of like comfort where where like she maybe understood but and, and at the end of the day whatever decision she felt like you know was best for like her and her loved one that they made you know but sometimes like it's like you know that reassurance um you know where, yes. where you're just providing some knowledge and stuff from you know, yes. actually experiencing it firsthand and what you're going through and stuff you know but that's right yeah, that's yeah, that's right yeah. Um, I, I, I have, I have several clients who check in with me weekly about the latest numbers of, of, of COVID positive cases in certain facilities. Right. And, and I know. <laughs> I know. you know, I'm, I'm laughing. I, and this is, this is, this is no joking matter. I mean, right. I'm, I'm, I say this with the utmost seriousness, but at the same yeah. time, it, you know, they're looking for data. I have a right. client. Okay, right. Catherine. Give me some numbers Monday right. morning at 1030. Right. I got to right. give me some like, numbers. So like, like, you like, cannot, uh, and I don't laugh at them. And, 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 and I never, I never let them know that I find all of this so, so humorous in a way, 
you right, know, right, right, right. The, 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 the data that drives our decision making is not always accurate. And, well, and, and, the, and, and, and the hard part is, about right, comes, right, right. right. Yeah, and, and the hard yeah. part is like we're getting data from so many different sources and it's so mixed. It's such a mixed pot. I don't I, I, I'm at this point where I don't even know what to like what direction to, you know, to go in or what to believe anymore. It's like, like, you know, I'm just That's exactly uh, right. trying to learn and just be, you know, just be conscientious, be smart, be cautious um, and things like that. That's you know, right. So. That's exactly right. Yeah. I, well, I, I have a client. I have another client. I have some very colorful clients, Chris. Yeah. Are you still there? Are you still yeah, with yeah, me? Okay. I have a client uh, who, who uh, a couple of months ago wanted a guarantee. Uh, it, this is an assisted living in Sarasota right. um, for her father, but 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 they wanted a guarantee that they will not have any cases. I said, I cannot give you that. I, I'd like nothing more than to guarantee right. it with something right. in writing. I'm unable to do that. And if anybody can, you need to walk the other way because right. nobody can. can nobody that. can guarantee yeah. Yeah. that they will not have a single outbreak. Yeah. It cannot be done. Right, we've been we've been trying to educate people that, that too, because because like just yeah, from a li yeah, just just even from a liability perspective, it's like look, you know, there's no way to know the origin of you know from this person to that person. I mean, we can kind of no. trace, but there's no way to know like you know exactly who it came in from and how it came in or you know no. all that stuff. So it's like you know it's like no. we just gotta be cautious, you know, and take right. take the right approaches and and and, and you know we'll be okay. But uh, I know uh, Andrew, Andrew's giving me that. The, the wrap it up sign. <laughs> he's like, okay. he's okay. like, your time's okay. getting up. But what I would love to do is like, um, you know, for anyone that like is interested or has, uh, would love to, you know, sit down and talk to Catherine. Uh, you guys are, I know, located and cover kind of like, I see Sarasota uh, down to like, like Fort Myers area, Cape Coral, and probably beyond, but just like a focus area of like Northport right now, Venice, uh, Sarasota, things like that, right? Yes. Okay. So, but I mean, uh, any, anyone that would, uh, you know, you know, enjoy having a conversation with Catherine. I'll make sure we provide all your information below, so you have uh, you can get in, cut, in touch with Catherine. And um, and I'm just grateful for your time today, Catherine. Thank you so much. And oh, thank, thank you, you very for your much support. for the opportunity. You know, I, it was a lot of fun. Thank you very, I, I, very I, much. I, I love what you do for families. I love the passion and the energy you bring. Um, you know, for these thank families and, and and you know that are caring for their loved ones. And I'm super grateful for all you do in our community. So, uh, for everyone. For everyone that's watching, uh, thanks again, Catherine, so much. Um, you know, make sure you guys join us every Monday for the Carepreneur Show. We bring on different experts in different fields that have started their own companies, that are entrepreneurs, uh, you know, that are in the senior care, healthcare industry, and we love hearing their stories, their journey, what what makes them um, excited and passionate about what they're doing and, and making a difference in people's lives. So join us every Monday, 3 p.m. right here on Facebook, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you soon. Happy New Year.